Hello, this is Mark David Noble. Today, I'm talking on the phone with Jack Hefner, playwright and author of Vanities, Natural Disasters, Running on Empty, Bargains, The Lemon Cookie, Dwarf Tossing, and over 30 other plays which have been produced in New York, Los Angeles, and theaters around the world. Jack, thank you for being here. Please tell us a little about yourself and your background. Oh, well, I, I, I'm sort of a playwright by accident. I started as a, um, an actor when I got to New York. I'd studied at uh, Southern Methodist University in Dallas and had a, uh, mostly a degree in fine and acting, but I had never thought about writing, even though I had taken writing classes. So it was one of those times when I got to New York and I, um, I did work as an actor and I worked in all areas of the theater, but I, it was like a checklist. I would check things off. Well, I don't want to do that again. And finally, I got down to the last thing, which was playwriting. <laughs> Started writing, and I'm glad I did. But um, It's why I tell my students these days, learn how to do a little bit of everything, because you don't know what you're going to end up doing. That's so true. That's so true. How would you describe the relationship between actors and writers? First of all, I, I think I have more respect for actors because I was an actor. And um, so I, I also tell my writing students that, you know, that plays are meant to be performed and not really meant to be read off the page. So I hear the actor when I'm writing the play. I mean, I, I have a lot of actor friends and so I sort of choose a voice to be the character's voice, even though they may never play the role. Right. And um, try to hear the music of their voices when I'm writing. And I think um, I have great respect for actors. I mean, they are my voice when the play goes on stage. And I'm totally dedicated to trying to make things clear to them. And I love it when an actor will challenge me and say, I don't understand what I'm saying. Because maybe I don't understand it either. <laughs> I think, um, you know, I need to then go back and say, well, what is confusing about it? Um, I, I know some really good actors who just can't say something they don't understand, you know, and I think that's correct. They should, as a character, understand it. So I think it, it was a good preparation for writing, especially for the theater. I'm not sure it works in other mediums for me, but um, for the theater especially, I, I love writing for actors. And I love writing with actors in mind when I am writing. Which of your many written characters is the most interesting to you? I wrote a play called Bury Me in This, and it's odd because it almost bookends the first play I ever wrote. I wrote a play called Casserole, which was my first play, um, and it was about the the death of my dad, but, but it wasn't a sad play. It was this Texas comedy about how the family can never get around to burying daddy because they don't want the food from the neighbors to run out the free food. So, um, you know, and I think it was my reaction to, to, I've always been in a sort of strange way, fascinated by the American way of death or funerals and especially in, in Texas and, um, just how, um, the event itself, you know, so I wrote the first play about that. And then the second play, that sort of bookends it, which I wrote a couple of years ago, um, actually happened after my mother and my sister had passed away. And I thought, I think I want to go back and revisit this subject. And 
Um, once again, it was a comedy, but I finally said what I was trying to say, I think, in the very first play I ever wrote, because just because of 30 years of experience, I could say it better. But um, it's interesting because there's subjects I think I keep repeating. And as far as characters, I guess I will always be close to those women of vanities because they set me on a course. I mean, Vanities was only, only my second play, and I was just revisiting growing up in Corsicana, Texas, and going to SMU in Dallas, and then the right. trip to New York, and that's that's exactly what the play covers. And it's odd, because the play um, just being, being the 70s, I think I had a very cynical look back at at um, friendship and thought the message of the play was sort of, we move on and friendships don't last. Years later, when I, I, I went back to do the musical of Vanities, um, we added another scene and a, a fourth scene, which the women are 40 years old. And I added it because I found out that friends from high school and your college days actually are still my best friends, a lot of them. So I was wrong. I said I was absolutely wrong. Friendships do last. But how did I know that, you know, at 28? I thought, oh, I'm, I've moved on. I don't need those people. Well, you do need those people. So I loved revisiting those women again when I did the musical of Vanities. We started working on the musical about 10 years ago now, and then it was done in um, Palo Alto and Pasadena, California, and New York and Seattle. And fi we finally got it right that fourth time in Seattle, but then last year it was done in London and that was the production that finally it all worked. And I'm, I'm very proud of the show. Um, and, and hope the musical has a life. Um, cause it's, it's, um, I, I, I think it actually covers some different territory from the play. It's the same women, but right. different territory, you, you know? So it, it sort of moved on when, and when they grew up and I think it, it's always been a play and is a musical about friendship. And that's what it remains, a, a play about friendship. So, um, but those women will always be close to me. And oddly enough, um, three women I based it on, even though I knew a lot of Kathy, Mary, and Joanne's in my life, and they all think it's about them. But the three I wrote it about actually know <laughs> it's about them. And and I, I've seen them in the last few years, I mean, for lunch. And, and, and you know, some of them, a couple of them really think it's fun. And, and one of them's never seen the show. You know, so it's, it's interesting, um, but it's wonderful, you know, that they're still friends and I'm still friends with them when I wrote this very cynical play about friendship. So I don't know. They think it's funny. How did you celebrate the sale of your first writing project? Well, uh, the first thing I bought, well, I, I was... I, I don't think I realized at the time how lucky I was with Vanities. We were all just struggling in New York, this whole group of people. And we had our own theater company. And, and so I, we were very lucky to have our own space, you know, which now, I, I, I mean, space in New York is so expensive. But right. we had our own stage and our own space. And we, we sort of wrote for our company. And so Vanities came out of that company. And then immediately after it opened we were we were in um los angeles doing a, a production we were doing 
Atlanta, Washington, D.C., San Francisco. And the first thing I bought with the money is a is a lithograph that I'm looking at right now that's in the dining room. Um, and, and, the, and for some reason, I wanted a really nice piece of art. <laughs> so I can look at it now. Seriously, it's, no one's ever asked me that question, but I can look at it and say that's where the first money I made went was into that picture, you know, and and I'm glad I bought it. Can you tell me about the picture? Well, it's just it's a picture called Mystique and it's a lithograph and it's by the French artist Erte. Mm-hmm. And um and and at the time I thought this is outrageous, you know, but it, looking back it I mean, now it, it, it wasn't that expensive, but it was at the time, of course. Because uh, I, I had never bought anything like that. Sure, you know? sure. Um, if um, it's still hanging in your home, it, it must be a, a pretty strong relationship. <laughs> it is, it is. I, I remember exactly buying it and having it shipped to New York. I mean, when I did it and putting it on the wall. And I don't think I had any other furniture in this apartment, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, then I went out and bought furniture little by little. Um, sure. I had just moved into this apartment around the time Vanity's opened and and went from being just unbelievably poor and working temp jobs and stuff to suddenly going, you know, all over the country doing these productions. But I still don't think I realized at the time sort of how big it was becoming, you know, right. um, it kind of spoils you and it also makes you think it's going to happen with everything you write and it, and it doesn't, you know, right. um, right. but you still have to think the next thing you write is better than the things you've already written or you won't write anymore. What do you think are some of the misconceptions that people have about writing plays? Well, I, I think, and I tell my students this or people when I do workshops and I love doing workshops um, with with different age groups. It's more fun to me when you have some older people and younger people in the mix. Right. Um, but I think people think it's really hard. And I think anybody can write a play. I'm not sure anybody, everybody can write a good play, but anybody can write a play. Right. But um, it's just a matter of sort of having a, a playful spirit about it and hearing and, and, and it's uh, people come into my classroom and they say, I can't write. I've never written before. Within the first week they're writing, you know, they're immediately, I get them writing and, um, and then, and then reading their word, because I think that's really hard, no matter how experienced you are, you're still frightened of what, uh, of hearing it out loud sure. and what people are going to think. Of course. So I think it's it's really important to expose what you write and and get some constructive criticism about it. So um, I, I don't really think playwriting is hard. I just think you have to follow some of the rules um, uh, in terms of building a play. It has to have a beginning, middle, and end like any story, and it has to... Um, it has to, for the most part, something has to to change in the play from the beginning to the end. You know, right. there has to be a time where something is realized that you didn't know at the beginning of the play for a character or for the audience or for both, hopefully. So um, I just think you it's, a, it's really something you get better at 
by doing it and just getting over the fear, uh, uh, but the fear uh, of something new, you know, and which is not just writing plays, but about anything that's new. So um, I love, I love playwriting. I am still afraid of it, of course, when I face a blank page and go, what am I going to write next? But once you get started and your characters start talking to you, I think you just become the messenger and they tell you where to go. Jack, thank you for visiting with me today. My pleasure. I appreciate your time, and I have always been a big fan of your work. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. 